<laughs> all those humans in Tulsa couldn't have died, couldn't have created such a fucking economy the way that they did, right? For us to not be able to now exit right. our companies for, for millions, for tens and twenties and fifties and hundreds and billions of, if, if we can get there, right? For us to be able to do that. everyone, I'm Rebecca Walcott and welcome to the very first episode of Visionaries. In this podcast, we'll interview a new disruptor, changemaker, activist, influencer, business expert, you name it, to hear their stories and get you inspired to create your own. I couldn't be more excited to kick things off with Beatrice Dixon of The Honeypot Company. Many have described The Honeypot as a disruptive brand, and this episode is packed with valuable, blunt and inspiring conversations on sexual wellness, building wealth and expelling some of the stigmas of being a black business owner. One night, an ancestor gave B the ingredients to heal herself in a dream. Fast forward six years, and that list of ingredients led to the world's first plant-based feminine care line sold at major retailers, including Whole Foods, Target, and Walgreens. Her formulas stand up to and arguably beat the big guns like Summer's Eve and Vagisil. So let's get started by kicking off this first and very special episode with Beatrice Dixon. What was that dream like and how did that transform into the honeypot? I mean, the the dream was life-changing because my grandmother chose to come to me, which she didn't have to, right? She helped me to remedy my body in a way that I couldn't figure out how to do. So I was eternally grateful for the opportunity for my my grandmother to come, who, who transitioned when my mother was very young, you know, and, and getting it from there to here. I mean, it it absolutely has not just been me. My brother co-founder, you know, is literally my other half. And so beyond measure, he has been here for every and anything that you can imagine from then until now um we have a really great team but but then also it's like believing like we've we've truly believed in ourselves probably even in times where we probably shouldn't have you know because yeah. shit was just going bad bad yeah uh we we've just stuck to it and we and we've just done anything that it takes to 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 get to where we want to get to and we're still working hard and we're still you know I don't think that there's necessarily a there there but um you know but we just stick to it and we don't we don't relent and we don't um we focus in and we're willing to do anything to make it work and so I I think that I think that those tenants are are what we kind of live and breathe on because it, this shit is hard, you know? And like, there, there's like real burnout, <laughs> especially when you've been doing it for as long as we have. Right. So you got to have a team because when you're not strong, somebody else can be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what me and his dynamic has been. And then, and then that's the culture that we built our company on. And so that's what our employees do as well everybody here really, this is their company too. So I shouldn't even say our employees because, you know, we're, we're all a part of it. 
But it's surprising to see how you have sort of become the face of this brand without meaningfully getting in that spectrum. But it just happened like for Target, for example, I remember seeing you on the TV and being like, wow, this is amazing. But then you got so much shit for it. And I want to get into that a little bit later Mm -hmm. because that, that in itself was just pretty upsetting just for me as someone who supports the company and supports the people who have made it what it is to see sort of Thank you. the shit that you got from that. But I actually wanted to get into sort of the funding aspect of it because the purpose of this is to sort of show people, especially people of color um, who are trying to start a business, what was it like? And I know you got venture capital funding and one of only 40 black women to get a million dollars in funding, which you have said, mm-hmm. and you said just now, like you run a very lean business. A million dollars may seem like, shit, that's a lot to me. But I mean, mm-hmm. in the whole spectrum of venture capital funding, that's like nothing. So I mean, what was that like? We we raised, you know, when we raised with new voices, it it was it was more than a million. Um, yeah. But it but and and those and those statistics are probably different now. I'm I'm sure that there's more than forty black women that have raised more right. than a million. You know, um, I guess we're we're just grateful to be amongst the however many humans that happen to be women that happen to have what's been deemed to be black skin. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're grateful to be amongst the list of those people, you know, but we, we just gotta keep shit moving. We can't really we don't have time to gloat on, oh, we're one of the like Yeah. Okay, cool. Like you know, whatever. We gotta get this fucking business done. Exactly. And then also we gotta live our lives. We gotta live our personal lives. So, you know, we got we gotta get this bread, we gotta focus, we gotta run this business. Um for us, it it just feels like a. It's just it's because it's fucking Thursday, right? Or whatever day it is that we raise yeah, the money. It's all part like of we, it. It's we all needed part that. Of it. It's it's yeah. the work, you know. We yeah. just need we needed that money so we could fucking live, you know. Right. And um and and it and it doesn't mean don't. I'm not saying what I'm saying to t- to try to downplay it. I'm just saying like that is a part of the work. That is the job. Yeah. Right. And and that is what it is. And for me, it doesn't need to be any more than that. Right. If we didn't do that, what were we doing? There's nothing special about the fact that we raised money in my eyes, because that's what we had to fucking do. Yeah. Right. Whatever successes we get. Um, people ask all the time, did you guys think you would be here? Absolutely. Like, and yeah. where is here? Right. Yeah. Because I, I just think we can do anything we put our mind to. And, and I don't think that there's anything extraordinary about that. What I love about your products is you literally say it is for humans with vaginas. It's not specifically mm-hmm. for women. It's not specifically for this and that. You have a vagina, you can use it. It's healthy, it's safe. And a lot of times I think what people have been realizing we're lacking is transparency and understanding the type of product or the type of person that we're interacting with. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's why so many people resonate with your products is because they are so authentic to the point where... You're feeling certain things when you're trying on this tampon and you're like, I don't know how I'm <laughs> supposed to be feeling this, but yeah, it's you. it's just different. And so I, I want to get into that because I also have PCOS, polycystic ovary mm-hmm. syndrome, and I've had that since I was like 15. And a lot of people, yes, it's very, very common, but a lot of people don't really talk about that. And I know that mm-hmm. your stuff stemmed from you having BV. So how does the honey pots integrate with a human sexual wellness, um, health, and just sort of like 
ability to be confident in the body that we have because your product affects our positivity in the way that we see ourselves to an extent that I don't think people quite understand when they're using tampons or pads. I guess that has to come from the intention of all the people that are behind it, you know, and everybody here, you know, the the mantra in our company is we just, you know, we want to, we want to be the change in the world we live in. We want to, we want to create really beautiful products. Um, We want to be able to stand behind that. We want to educate customers. We want to take stigmas and and shame and guilt and hurt um, and and blame out of the conversation, right? You know, just like you just said, people don't really talk about PCOS. People don't really talk about fibroids, right? People don't talk about when their vagina stinks, right? Because they're afraid. Because because vagina stinks sometimes, right? Oh, and, I mean, uh, it's not only the stinking; it's the things that comes out. You're like, what listen, is this? <laughs> they, I mean, things come out, discharge happens, yeast infection all the time. happens, all the time. BV yeah. happens, STDs happen, sexual tra- sexually transmitted infections happen, right? Like these are just things that are commonplace within our society, within humanity. And whatever the things are that that are commonplace, they should not have guilt behind them. Right. Um, Vagina should not be a weird word. These should not be weird topics of conversation because we are all here because of it. Right. That's why. That's why. Vaginas. Listen, (laughs) my friend was telling me about how they used to raise billy goats. And he was telling me how billy goats can just go all day. Like they will be getting it in all day. Do you think that the billy goat gives a fuck that somebody's watching him getting it? No, because the billy goat is like, listen, this is what I'm here for. It's not weird, right? Like, it, like yeah. it's not weird. You, you understand what I'm saying? So like, no, we, yeah. would, we would do better to, to stop making shit that's normal weird. Yeah. Right. And uh, the things that are weird are the things that people don't deem as weird. Like, it's weird that that shit is weird, you know? So it's like, right. you know, we that is really how we just run as a company. And we we want to help people feel comfortable within their skin, within their vagina. Um, if you're a human with a vagina who doesn't identify with being a woman, who doesn't even identify with their vagina, right? Who, um, who you know, if you're, if you, so if you're a transsexual man, if you're a, a transsexual woman and you've actually like gone through to do the work to to get your body how you want it to be and you've you've gotten the surgeries and you've saved up the money and you've done all the things like that human needs to understand how to take care of their new vagina right like right. so that's what we want to do everybody come on like let's go there's there's nothing that you could possibly have going on with your vagina that hasn't happened already. And if you got some rare shit that hasn't happened already, cool, add that shit to the list, you know? So we we just wanna we just want to help people be good to themselves and we wanna make products that make their lives easier. Hey everyone, so I'm gonna shake things up a little bit with a quick rapid fire round. A couple questions that I've been dying to ask B that we'll do for almost every episode where we're featuring a guest. And I think it's just a great way to get to know them more personally and just take a look into their life beyond their business. What's your biggest pet peeve? Right now, 
I don't really feel like I have one because I don't want to have pet peeves, if I'm honest, you know? Yeah. Um, but maybe it's, it's just people being unkind. You know what yeah. I mean? When somebody's just an asshole and they don't need to be. Yeah. Like that, you know, that, that feels weird to yeah. me. So, yeah. And what's your favorite snack? Oh, my favorite snack. Oh, like favorite, favorite, like. Favorite ever that you've been, right now, because I know for me it switches up. I'm like obsessed with Trader Joe's, so I've been eating like everything Trader Joe's. But what's your favorite snack right now? Listen, I am a Mexican food girl. I can't eat what my favorite snack is all the time because it would just be out of control. But I love like even like some vegan nachos. Like I just love nachos. Like they don't even right. have to be like really fatty pants. Like they can be, you know, <laughs> they can be like vegan <laughs> cheese and cashew sour cream. And and I'm not vegan, by the way. I just know how to eat that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I love nachos. That's good. That's good. I'm trying to get it. I today was like my third day of trying to be vegan, but I ate sausages, but they're like in my rice. So I guess and I'm they not were really so good. I bet that shit was, <laughs> they so, were delicious. so good. Like it was like Trader Joe's chicken fried rice. They didn't even need sausages, but I don't know. I'm going through a weird <laughs> phase. Okay. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, I think weed. Really? Weed and red wine. I just, can I tell you something? I have been so nervous to interview you. I never drink coffee. I drink wine sometimes. I drank a full cup of coffee and I just like chugged red wine before this because I was so nervous. (laughs) Went downstairs and my boyfriend was like, what the fuck are you doing? Because I literally had red wine and he saw me make the coffee earlier too. And he was like, she's losing it. But I was like, I need it. I need it. I'm so nervous. I practiced. No, don't be nervous. No, I practiced with him like last week and it just like went it derailed. Like he was trying to be you basically. So it was like awesome questions that I when he was you. So it's like so be, tell me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he's like literally being you. I should I should show a clip when I edit this, but it was it was insane. Okay, so final question. So hilarious. How do you start your day? I wake up, obviously I go to the bathroom. I drink I drink a glass of water. Um, I, I work out with my trainer most days. Sometimes it's not five days. It could be, sometimes it could be once a week. Sometimes it could be five days a week, but it's, but I'm definitely meeting with her at least two to three or four times a week. Um, and then I pray, I, I get myself together and I get dressed and I take my shower and I do all my like moisturize, all the things. And I pray to all of my saints and my ancestors and then that's great and then I get moving and I was I was listening to some of the podcasts you're on and I think it was so amazing to hear that you're so on top of your hygiene like I heard you were saying how you like shower multiple times a day you're super clean about your towels (laughs) you do a shit ton of laundry so that was pretty insane to hear because I mean I mean it was expected to you have a feminine wash you have tampons you have pads you have so many things like of course you're yeah. on top of like your hygiene I'm extremely hygienic I'm like it, it's a thing it's like yeah 
it's a it's, thing but I mean it yeah. works it's good and in quarantine yeah. I feel like you, you have the you can indulge in that kind of stuff because it's like you're by yourself you're on these zoom calls but you're still at home so you can you can indulge right. as much as possible right and I haven't been the best quarantiner I've been moving around but yeah. um but but yeah I I um I'm not getting in the bed without taking a shower and I'm not fucking leaving my house without washing my ass. Like I'm, I just can't. You I can't do can't. it. You can't I do can't. It. <laughs> like even there maybe like once or twice a year, I'll be like, Oh, I don't feel like it. Like before I'm going to go to sleep, but I just yeah. I can't, I cannot get in my bed without clean skin. I just, even if you're drunk, even, even if, if I'm drunk, wow. but, I, but I don't really get, I'm not a person who gets drunk or wasted. Um, I might be a little wavy. Right. And even if I was, even if, even if something crazy happened and I was drunk or some, you know, whatever, I'm still getting my ass in the shower. Like I, yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> it's like something switches. I'm the same way. Like no matter how I feel, I'm like, okay, I got to do this. Let's just get it going. You do your makeup, right. whatever. And you're like, clean. you fine. feel so good. You feel so you good. You do. You smell good. Got your perfume. That's the yeah. thing. and now as your business is sort of developing because you're getting into more and more stores nationwide and your products have evolved just from that feminine wash that you created from that dream with your grandmother to everything that it is now you're so open about the fact that you're okay with selling your company and can we mm-hmm. talk about how your exit strategy should not be a problem and why that is such a stigma in the Black community, especially, and, and why you need to break that stigma? Because a lot of people, you know, even with venture capital funding, people think you're selling out a brand, essentially, or selling out your business by trying to get funding. But you're saying, in the, at the end of the day, I want to be comfortable. I know you said it in a quote, you want to do things that you want to do and not have to worry about it. You want to be okay with knowing that, yes, you have an exit strategy and you're absolutely fine by that. So can you yeah. talk to me about what, what was the reason behind that for yourself and when did you come to that decision? Because it is a big decision. I mean, look, if, if you're a company that's raising venture capital, you got to have an exit strategy. Like yeah. the venture capitalist is not investing in your business because the second word in what they are is capitalist. Capitalism is built on, I put in a dollar, you give me that fucking 10 right? Or two or three or four or 20, right? right? Um, no investor is putting their money in your business because they like you. Th- that might be a part of the conversation, but they're putting money in your business because they want to fucking make money. That's what businesses is for, right? And I feel like a part of why in the African-American community, we may, we may feel like it's a sellout I think that there's some conditioning behind that. I think that I think that that conditioning has been put there so that we don't attain wealth, right? I don't even necessarily know if that's some shit that we can help. And then two, you also have to back up a little bit because when you think about Black Wall Street and the fact that um, if like when even go back further than that, when you think about when the Freedmen's Bank was created, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like black people put the equivalent in the Freeman's bank. I think it was like a $1.3 billion. Right. And we, we didn't have our, we didn't have our own. I mean, we were brought here 
as slaves, as animals, is mm-hmm. what they looked at us as. So I can understand how when you look at the history, because we had to have our own, I can understand how that frame of thought could be could be put there because of all the bullshit. But for I choose to get behind my ancestors did all that for me to be here now where I don't have to own some shit until I die in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. In fact, all those humans in Tulsa couldn't have died, couldn't have created such a fucking economy the way that they did, right? For us to not be able to now exit right. our companies for, for millions, for tens and twenties and fifties and hundreds and billions of, if, if we can get there, right? For us to be able to do that. All that couldn't have happened and there not have been growth, right? So I think that that frame of mind is being turned around because people are starting, when you, when you start, the other thing that you have to understand is that a lot of those businesses didn't necessarily have to require tons of investment capital. And I'm talking about businesses way back when, right? Not to say that they didn't have loans and those types of things, but the systems that are in place right now If I'm selling equity in the company, like every time you raise money, you're selling a portion of your business. So what's going to happen? What are you going to do? Because every time you grow, especially doing what we do, I mean, when when it's like tremendous, ridiculous, absurd growth, at some point you're going to have to, you you know, you're going to have to get money, which we've done. Like we we raised money with the New Voices Fund. We had to do that because we needed to grow. But if you're not... (laughs) If if you're not doing that so that you can grow, it's going to be hard for you to grow. And the other thing that you have to keep in mind is you want to make sure, because your business isn't really going to make you wealthy. It's really not. You know, I mean, honestly, like a salary for for a person that does what I do, right, can be anywhere Depend, depending on if they've raised money or not. Maybe you make a six-figure salary, mm-hmm. but you know, six-figure salary could just be $100,000 a year and that may sound like a fortune to somebody, but it's really not that, it's not crazy mm-hmm. amounts of money, right? right? Even if you were making 250 or 300,000 a year, it's decent money, it's good money. Don't, don't, don't make me wrong. But how long would it take you to put $10 million in your bank account if you're only making 300,000 a year? How long would it take for you to put two or three when, when you factor in kids and, and life and when you factor in kids and life and cars and, <laughs> and food and bills and health issues? Like, seriously. So the reason why you exit is because you can actually walk away with a ch- you can actually walk away with a chunk of money to be able to live your life and potentially start another business. Right. Like we get so married to what our businesses are and think don't, we, 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 we put ourselves in prison in our mind and don't even realize that we can do any fucking thing that we want. If you sold this business, guess what? Just start another one if you want to. Now you've got the money to do it. Right. So, you know, some people. Look, it's a it's a difference of opinion. I don't I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to work till I'm fucking 80. 
flip. I don't either. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm, I got to figure it out, but I'm in the same boat. I don't either. And I yeah. think it's that stigma. It doesn't, it shouldn't necessarily matter the color of your skin or if you're female, you're a male, whatever. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to be at a point where they can do things that they feel free. And, and I think that for you, you've given every single thing you can to this business and you're going to leave it when you think the time is right. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying that I'm going to leave it, you know, and no. for you to say those words is incredible because so many people just are afraid to, especially with the amount of growth that you've had to say mm-hmm. that already, I think is pretty epic because you are aware of where you see yourself in the future. Not many people can mentally get there as yet. So that is pretty inspiring. But thank you. But I, I think I think it's important to understand though that our that our businesses are businesses. They're not they're not your family. Right. Right. They don't really honestly fucking care about you. Whatever you put in is what you're gonna get out, right? It's a business, it's a thing. You you made it out of fucking thin air. That's what it is, right? And it takes humans to buy into it and love it and grow it and even whether whether it's a service or or a product, right? And it's important to to, to keep that in mind because shit can change quick. Yep. And you know, so so attaching to our companies as though they are a part of us in a way they are, but but really they're not, right? It it is commerce, it is finance, it's money. Sure, you want to you want to be responsible. Sure, you want to you want to create good stuff. Sure, you want to provide a you want to have clean ingredients. Sure, you you know. Sure, you want to be a change. Sure, you want to you want to put some color to a white space. I get that, but at the end of the day, this shit is still business. Yeah. And that's what it is. It, it's you not your friend, your baby. Yeah. Yes. It's not, it's not your child. Right. It's not, you know, it's not any of that. Right. Yeah. And and, and that, that's not to say that it won't be for a time because yeah. it definitely feels that way, but that's not really what it is. Businesses are meant to bring the, the whole invention of them is that they were meant to bring in wealth and money. That is what businesses are supposed to do. You choose your lifestyle. Do you want it to be? a lifestyle business or do you want to live obscene? Do you want, do you just want it to just pay your bills and be, be okay? Cool. No judgment, you know? Yeah. But, but for me, yeah, I don't, I don't really, we, I'm going to say we, we don't align to, to thinking very small. Let's think big. Let's let's be on some Elon Musk Musk shit. You know what I mean? I mean let's, he he's the goat. He's been do he's been on a whole I other mean, wavelength for a while. Building spaceships <laughs> and underground goddamn uh freeways and shit. Like, but but he but he but he thinks outside the box. And the thing is and that's dope. learning about him, he's known that he's gonna be on this shit since Early, early, early dates. He's known. And I think that sort of confidence and understanding really, when I try to research some of the most successful people, it's that sort of understanding that I don't give a fuck how I get there, but this is where I'm going. Yeah. I mean, he was sleeping on people's couch with a fucking billion dollars (laughs) in the bank, but he knew he didn't have no money because that's how much money it was going to take for him to do what he had to do. Yeah. It took a while for Tesla to make money. It took a shit ton of, it took a couple of years, even before they brought an actual cause. Okay. So I know we have to wrap up now. So I just have two last questions. Um, I know I said I'll bring this up eventually. I wanted to really just touch base on the Target commercial. So Mm -hmm. I personally saw it. I thought it was epic. I mean, everyone fucking loves Target. It's Target. 
and to see your face, to see your family at the end. Yeah, we love Target, but can you talk to us a little bit about what was, so essentially what happened was you said in the ad that you wanted the next, you wanted to do this. So the next black girl that comes up with a great idea could have a better opportunity. And Mm -hmm. that caused a lot of trolls talking about how you were racist by calling out black girls in particular. But before we even get into this, I want to say that not only your mindset and dealing with that shit, but also you just letting it go, just seeing seeing that whole thing explode and then seeing how your actual customers had your back was the most mm. insane thing because they tried to bring you down. They tried to go on the website, write a bunch of shitty comments, but your yeah. actual customers were the ones who actually completely flipped those ratings when they tried to bring it down. So can we talk about mm. that? Because that's just epic. I don't really give too many fucks about um about people who do not choose to understand past what they can understand right like i like i can't i i'm i'm not going to react to a person who who doesn't choose to use their emotional intelligence to understand what was really being said i'm not going to try to defend what i said because you can't you can't talk to a person that thinks that way you ju- you just right. I'm it's not gonna. Cause. I'm, I'm not gonna. Fu- it's not a democracy when it's a person yeah. that thinks like that, right? So, right. yeah. So I, you know, I'm. I'm so grateful for those people, though. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so so fucking much. Um, I look. I am so happy that it happened. I'm so grateful for all the people that had such kind, loving sweet words thank you for the people that even if you didn't have money to spend but you just had good energy thank you for that thank you for all the people that like went and bought out the shelves thank you for all the people that bought out our website um thank you for all the people all the trolls thank you for the fucking person that said that they pussy smelled like menthol cigarettes and um malt liquor like that was the most. Like, how can you be mad? That's in creativity. Yeah, you can't how be mad can at stuff be like mad? that because they you, they brought how it. Call, <laughs> how can you call me a racist for uplifting a community? But right. They, but yeah, you could say our products made your vagina smell like menthol cigarettes, malt liquor. Even though that shit was fantastic, that was like the best fucking racism that I've ever gotten. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because uh, that shit still brings me joy. Anything that brings a smile to my face, bring it on, right? Like To this day, you bring I, it up to this day, because that's just uh, how special it was. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, it was so good. Oh, my. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, we, we, we don't really react to things that we can't control, right? right. And, uh, and I say that um, for, for me and my bro, but... You know, I, 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 I really, I work very hard not to react to things that I can't control. The shit that I react to is stuff that's normally, I care, like the things that'll get to me is like my, my family or my friends. Like yeah. if they say something, I'm like, oh shit, like, right. right. But I'm, I'm working on myself to where that doesn't even fuck with me. Especially if I know that whatever is being said is not, is not facts. It's like not the thing. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't want to react to anything that's going to put, that's going to, and I know that's not, that's not realistic, but I don't want to react 
to anything that's going to kind of take me off of my square. And that's just a personal goal of my own. So I'm definitely not going to react to people who, who I, I don't know how those people have been brought up. I don't know who their parents were, how they were conditioned, what they believe in. So that reaction of no reaction just felt like the best fucking reaction. Yeah. You know, and I'm so amazed by that. Just like Mr. Cummings said, man, he, he taught me one of the best, best lessons. Everything communicates. And, and sometimes not communicating is the fucking best communication. You are so incredible. You are so humble. You are so down to earth. And I've been so excited to interview you for weeks now. So thank you. so nice. Thank you. I'm sorry that we had to (laughs) reschedule things. but uh, No, you're so busy. I don't even care. I'm just glad we got to make the time. So B, thank Thank you. you so much. I mean, this has been amazing. All right, guys. Well, that's it for our very first episode. Thank you all for tuning in. If you haven't yet, subscribe and show us some love by giving us a five-star review. It would mean so, so much. Go check out Bee in the Honey Pot and be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook at The Connect Forward and check out our career services online. And you can follow me at rwalcottxx. Bye, Connect Forward fam, and see you next time.